Hey listener, this podcast is called Trigger Warning Romance for a reason. It is intended for an 18 plus audience due to the adult context and triggers that may be discussed in each episode. Please check the show notes for a full list of triggers and proceed with caution. You have been properly warned. It's time to count off the triggers. Hello, and welcome to Trigger Warning Romance, everybody. I'm Nat. I'm Tori. And today, we are going back in time. (laughs) Way back. We're going to be talking about the author's cut of Dark Prince by Christine Feehan, which is book one of the Carpathian, the Dark Carpathian series. Uh, It is one of the first ones, probably romance-wise, that I've ever read. Um, I was going to look, and I didn't ha- haven't had a chance to pull it up. I want to know when that came out. I was going to say, when was that published? Because when I was reading it, oh, it gave me like, not in a bad way, but it gave me like the oldies, <laughs> like just the way that she wrote it was so funny to me. And it's so different. Yes, because I remember reading this as a, I don't know, like a 15-year-old or how, like, I was, I think, 15-ish, 16-ish. And this was not the first one I read. The first one I read was Dark Fire. So, and this is what I'm going to say to you guys. If you want to read these books, you do not have to read them in an order. Oh, no. You can just pick one up and go. Um, I did go back then and start the whole series, like, from when I was 15 but the first one I read was Dark Fire and I remember it being so dirty in my mind right I was like (laughs) scandalized in a good way and now I'm reading this book and I'm like oh my god it's like he doesn't they don't even say like cock they don't say nothing there is no cock, there is no clit, there is no pussy, there is nothing. It's like velvet heat and like, it, it's all those euphemisms. I loved it. I don't think there was even a throbbing member. Nothing, nothing. There was nothing. It was so weird to read, especially after reading something like Haunting Adeline. <laughs> um, well, it was published mm-hmm. in 2011 uh-huh jesus i thought it was actually a little earlier than that i thought it was like the 90s i'm not gonna lie to you i thought it was the 90s i was thinking early 2000s okay. i was thinking it was when i was still married okay but no apparently not yeah it was amazing i highlighted so much of this because it was like like i said it was it was so old school and there was I'm sorry if like we led you astray guys because this was spicy but it wasn't the spicy level that we are all used to at this point I think I was not disappointed though I was thoroughly entertained I was I would put this in the category of dark fluff yes <laughs> because you don't have to think about it uh-huh 
you can read for the sheer enjoyment. Yes. And even though it's a little on the dark side. It wasn't very dark. It wasn't very dark. No. I remember it being a lot more dark when I first read it. I did too. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was just, it like you said, it was just fluff. And like, I think the nostalgia of it all just made me feel so warm and fuzzy. Like, I loved this read. This was good for my soul. <laughs> this was exactly what I needed. Yeah. Me too. Coming off of Hunting Adeline. Uh-huh. It's a great palate cleanser. We needed a palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, I really loved this. It was, okay, so everybody that's read this, it was like a vampire-ish book. And Tori and I touched on this before when we were talking to each other without you guys, but I understand where all my buttons were installed. This book installed all of my buttons, all of them. And the series, because this whole series is very repetitive. If you read one of these books, you've pretty much read all of them. Yeah. Like, they're all the same. In a great way, not in a bad way. Um, but all the males are super alpha, super domineering, super, like, early 2000s. <laughs> like, I can't, like, I can't even describe, you know, how they how they are. But it's just, like... The whole concept is they are these vampire-like creatures, right? They live in Romania, and this is the Faded Mates trope through and through. This is where I got my Faded Mates, like, button installed. Yes. And the mine button installed. Because how many times did he say, you're mine? You belong to me? I know. Wasn't it wonderful? I was like, yes! <laughs> And, oh, my God, the amount of times, if I had to read freaking um, his male whatever, like, it was always, like, his male smile or, like, his male gaze or his male essence. <laughs> it's just so male. I'm like, we get it. He's a dude. <laughs> and um, there was... There was almost a breeding kink in this. A hundred percent. Yeah. Because, well, okay. So Raven is the female main character. And through a series of unfortunate events, she is turned into a Carpathian. Yes. And the Carpathians are dying out. They, their women are having a hard time producing children especially women, female children, mm -hmm. which the men need in order to not turn into a vampire. Yes. They find their, their true life mate and they live happily ever after. Mm -hmm. But because Raven was successfully converted, all of the men are expecting that she's going to have a child yeah. and she's going to have female children yeah. to give them hope. Yep. And I was like, dude, you're not even having sex with her and you're wanting her to have a kid. I'm telling you, this book installed all of my buttons. All of them. <laughs> all of them. I read this book and I was like, okay, I see that. I understand that. Yep. Mm -hmm. That one too. That one too. Because non-con, right? In the very beginning, what happens? Um, 
we start off this book with this male, very male, dark, dangerous, morbid creature, right? Like, and we're in his brain and he's just like, can't take it anymore. Because what happens when um, the male Carpathian um, reaches a certain age, all of their pretty much emotions, um, joy, anything good in their life just goes bye-bye. They even lose their 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 ability to see color. They can't see color. They can't like they can't. They have no experience emotion. Experience any sort of emotion anymore. So he's just, um, he's just like ready to to go walk into the light and off himself because he can't handle it anymore. Um, so our our heroine is a human at that at that point, and she's got telekinesis, right? Is that is that the... telepathy? Telepathy. Sorry, telekinesis is where you can move shit, right? Right. Okay. Sorry. Um, I'm sure one of the heroines has that, but this one <laughs> telepathy, and so she reaches out to him because she just feels his pain, and she happens to be in a nearby uh, inn, and because she's American, she came over here because she was hunting some. Uh, serial killers and she needed a break so so of course you go to Romania yeah Romania of all places why not um so she reaches out to him and he is intrigued immediately okay he has not seen this lady he has only heard her thoughts in his brain and she has sparked something in him and he feels something for the first time so he you know skedaddles over to her um in without her knowing and pretty much feels her up, like, with his brain against her will. Non-con, page, like, four. I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> Thank you. Because it scares the shit out of her, but she's, of course, she's turned on by it, but she's also horrified. And she is a virgin because this is a, a book in the early 2000s. So. Think Zoe Blake really, really liked. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it had, it had some of that feel to it to me. Yes. Yes, it did. I'm sure Zoe Blake has read a whole bunch of Christine Feehan. Oh, I would expect so. All right. But yes, it says something like, um, about, oh, the, the most important part of this is when he saw her, he noted that her eyes were blue. Right. And he was like, wait, her eyes are blue. I can see color. And that only happens if you find your true mate, your life mate. And thus the games begin. He's like, okay, she's mine. Uh, she's sexy. She's innocent. How many times did he say innocent? His, her sexiness was innocent. Because it was something like, his gut clenched hotly. Her voice filling his mind. It was soft, musical, sexy in its innocence. <laughs> Why? Why always? I have to admit, I am not hugely a fan of the virgin trope. Mm-hmm. I am, but I think it's because of this book. <laughs> <laughs> Probably used to be. Yeah. Before I lost my innocence. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and before I found my sexuality, I thought that was all that it all that it was the way it was supposed to be. But now I'm like, why is there such an importance on that? It's just a piece of skin, people. Well. Back in the 2000s, when this book came out, this was the norm. 
right? Oh, Every, yeah. Everybody that was a heroine in a, in a romance novel was a virgin. I mean, according to my parents, I'm probably still a virgin. So, Mine too. Yeah. Uh, because of that, like, social... We've talked about it a thousand times. Women aren't supposed to like sex. Women aren't supposed to seek out sense, sex. Pe- women are not supposed to want sex. So inherently, you're a bad woman... And you are dirty and you are not worthy of anything if you like sex, right? Well, not right, but you know what I mean. Right. So thus, innocence, beauty, all the good things that attract these brooding. This is why we don't have uh, mafia men in our life, by the way. It's because we're big whores, okay? We're clearly not, clearly not innocent enough for them. Well... I could show them what a non-innocent girl could do. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, look, I'm not looking to show them anything. They're supposed to be showing me. Okay? Yes, but I would be willing to give them a taste first if that would encourage them. All right. I see you. I see you. I like it. I like the boldness. <laughs> um, I don't know if they would. Probably not, according to all these books we read. <laughs> yeah. You need to be more demure. <laughs> but... I couldn't be uh, demure if I was in the dictionary. <laughs> but yeah, it was just, oh my God, it was so funny. And th- this book was funny, but I don't know if it was meant to be funny. You know? Don't, I think that it was probably written in all seriousness. Yeah. But when you compare it to what we have been reading yeah. and what we usually choose to read, you can't help but laugh. Yeah. No, it's amazing. Especially coming from that nostalgia point of view, Mm -hmm. because it's like, I laughed at myself because how did I see that as being so scandalous? Yes, I know. Me too. I'm telling you, I recently recommended this series to somebody and now I can't remember who it was. And I want to go back to that person and be like, um, I need to, I need to, to tell you something. It's not as dark as I remember. (laughs) Because somebody asked me for like something specific and this series came to my mind and I did recommend it. And now I can't remember who it was because it was somebody on TikTok. So if you are listening to my voice, person I recommend this this series to, it's not as dark as I said it was. (laughs) And it's not as spicy as I said it was. I also don't remember that. I did not remember how much freaking just dialogue was in this book. They don't stop talking. Well, when they're not apart, when they're apart, they're still talking because there's the telepathy. Yes. They never shut up. Oh my God. It was so much dialogue. And this one has an extra hundred pages. Yes. And I don't know exactly what. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember where where, they were. where the extra time came. <laughs> I think it might have been some of the extra sex scenes, possibly because I think there was more sex than I remember. Ah, uh, I don't know. I I don't remember honestly. I don't remember. I don't know. And I'm not about to reread the original to compare it. So no, we're just gonna guess. But did you also get like that little bit of like? My somnophilia came from this, too, because he, like, puts her to sleep constantly and then feels her up. Yep. He had a fix on her now, a direction. She would not get away from him. 
American women can be trained with the right methods, he drawled in deliberately anticipating her reaction. Then he felt her drowsiness, her yawn, so much better, so much the better. He sent her a light mental push, very delicate, wanting to, her to sleep so he could examine her. <laughs> My note was like, how creepy, I'm for it. Like, <laughs> yes, please. But also, like, what the hell was I reading at 16? This is what I was reading at 16. No, you couldn't have been 16. Because it was in 2011, which was only 11 years ago. Yes, but I'm only 25. Oh, that's <laughs> right. I'm sorry. No, okay. So, yeah. No, how old was I then? Hang on. When did this come out? 2011. 2011. Jesus. Okay, so. Unless that's the director's cut. Oh, yeah. When was the original put out? I don't know. Let's see. I f I'm telling you, this book's when I read it, I was like, this book came out in the 90s. It had to have. Maybe it came out in, like, 2002. Yeah, because book two came out in 2010. Okay. So let me see if I can find the original. Yeah. Dark Prince Christine Feehan. Let's see. Original publishing. 1999. That! 1999. That makes so much more sense. I'm feeling that. That book was, I was like, it came out in the 90s. Okay, like, yes, 1999, but still the 90s. So It was when I was married. Or just, actually, just before I got married. There you go. And I was, how old was I? I was just 23 years ago. Jesus Christ. So, okay, so I was 12 when it came out. So I definitely didn't read it at 12. So I definitely read it at, like, 16. I would have been like 21, 22. Yeah. And that, that sounds about right. Yeah. I did not. I definitely didn't read it when it first. I don't. I was not 12 when I read this book. Yeah. I was reading Flowers in the Attic at 12. Yes, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I definitely was like 15 or 16. I'm. Yeah, totally. Okay, cool. So, um. yes, it came out in 1999. That makes more sense because it, I'm telling you all the like flowery language to describe the vagina and the penis, like velvet enveloping steel. Also, like, this also reminded me of all of the, the romance novels because she's this virgin in Romania, like all by herself traveling, yet she's sleeping in a white lace nightgown that clings to her skin and her full breasts. And like... Who sleeps in a white lace nightgown when you're alone? Yeah. I mean, I don't sleep in a white lace nightgown when I'm not alone, but especially if I'm alone. Yeah, I I don't remember the last time I slept in a nightgown. I don't know if I've ever slept in a nightgown. Honestly, I can't. I'm sure I did as a kid and I didn't have a choice. Yeah, maybe. I not no, I always remember wearing pajamas. I don't remember wearing a nightgown ever. I have a vague recollection of this blue flowery, pastel blue flowery thing. Kind of hideous. <laughs> but yeah, I don't 
I, anyway. I'm going to switch gears for a minute. I liked Raven as a character. But I was a little, it was unfair that she had telepathy. That bothered me. And I don't know why. Why was it unfair? That was her power. I know, but I don't know. You wanted her to be more helpless? Maybe. (laughs) I mean, if we're going to go back to 1999, (laughs) I don't know. Um, She did have a core of strength. She was, and she was definitely like a little too stupid to live, but for 1999, she was pretty good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, Her number one mistake was traveling alone to a God for like not even like Romania like but like a city like the outskirts where where I don't even know if they had cell phones 1999 I'm, I don't think they did but like they had pagers yeah I guess yeah they did because the 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 priest had a pager <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but I don't know like I don't know why I bothered you that she had telepathy that was like the whole point of the book um but i will say that at the end i was really i i hadn't read it in so long Mm -hmm. and i'm so used to what we're reading now i was expecting her to save herself from the vampire oh yeah that wasn't gonna happen (laughs) that wasn't gonna happen and i was disappointed because it didn't happen and then i'm like what the hell is wrong with me of course he's going to come in and save her because that's his job. Yes. That's what he does. Yes. I think I'll... they all came to save her. Like literally the whole the whole Carpathian group of men. Because like you said, she... Five of them. She is their... It was almost like a reverse harem because she was their one focal savior, right? Like she represented a future for them. Right. Um, and we'll talk about Gregory because I know he's your favorite. Oh, he's my he, favorite. My too. favorite. Oh my god! Maybe we'll have to do another throwback and read his book at some point. I could get behind that. I fucking love him. I remember reading this book in 1999 and being like, "I need to read that." Well, night night 1999, whenever it was when I first read that book, and I was like, "Okay, I need his book. I need his book immediately." And then I was mad because his book wasn't next. <laughs> I actually, when I finished, I finished this one this afternoon. Mm-hmm. And when I finished it, I started scrolling through the others to find Gregory's book. I think it's like three or four. Um, I think it was four. It was Dark Gold. Yes. Oh, God. Talk about creepy and talk about how that book is my favorite, right? That is an age gap of all age gaps. It is so creepy because... He's like her uncle, pretty much, right? Because it's Raven's and and uh, M- Mikhail's daughter, Savannah. Yeah. And and Gregory and Savannah goes. I remember this book like it was yesterday. Savannah goes off and becomes a magician in the United States. Yes. <laughs> and Gregory's like following her around to make sure she doesn't die. Um, and then he does like save her from a vampire and at that point he's like i gave you an extra five years because 
He was supposed to take her when she was 18, but she begged him to give her some more years. So he gave her five more years and she was 23. I'm telling you, I remember this book. Like, I and I haven't read it since God knows when. Well, in in Dark Prince, Gregory knows that Raven's child is his mate. Yes. I mean, he's already got that pegged. He's already claimed her. Like, talk about imprinting. Imprinting at conception. And I loved how he gave Mikhail such a hard time about controlling his woman. Yes. <laughs> yes. So funny. I, where is that? There was a quote. It was so funny. It was like, uh, oh my God, hang on. I, I can't remember. I can't find it right now, of course. But it was like, when I have my mate, I will have, um, I will put her, you know, safety before all else. And she will do as she's told or something like, something that. like that. Yeah. And Meanwhile, he's letting this, this this girl run amok the United States and be a magician. <laughs> I mean, he is following her around to make sure she doesn't die, but she doesn't know it. Also, how creepy. Like, he, oh, why are we talking about his book? We shouldn't be talking about his book. <laughs> but yeah. Um, this is where the- I got my catch her and die one. Oh my God. Yes. I'm telling you this book installed, I should say the series, because when I found this, the series, I inhaled them at, at a rate that was unreasonable. This was before Kindle. This was, I had to get my 15 year old self to Barnes and Noble to buy them, physically buy them. I used to get them in that we had a grocery store and it had a small section of books yeah and i would buy them at the grocery store as my dirty little secret see they didn't have them in the grocery store where i lived i had to go to a bookstore i don't remember if no it was definitely either like borders books back in the day or barnes and noble and i couldn't drive yet i was 16 and i had i had to get my mom to drive me and I also remember this. I was 18 and this was like our last family vacation. My parents made me go on this like Canadian bus tour trip with a bunch of Russian old people. Oh, I, I was when I say I was the youngest, well, me and my brother were like the youngest people by a long shot. Like it was like a bunch of retired old Russian people my parents and me and my brother on this bus tour through Canada. Um, And the only way I survived that bus tour was I'm, I had a stack of these books and I had my headphones with my Walkman (laughs) because there was no such thing as any, like, I don't think they had iPads. Um, I, iPods yet I don't think and so. if they, and if they did they were way too expensive for me so um I remember listening to this is gonna be an, oh, a throwback I remember listening to um the band Trivium and Demon Hunter wow and reading these books on this 
bus trip. <laughs> wow. Doesn't it make you feel old? It does. It really I mean, just saying the the word Walkman <laughs> in a non-ironic way, yes. And if you're out there listening and you're wondering what a Walkman is, Google it because I'm not explaining it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not I've already told you how old I am in this book uh episode. So screw you, screw you, youngins. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have it so easy you could just download it on onto a kindle or onto your phone you don't need to go anywhere i had to like jump through hoops to get these books and finding a place to keep all my books mm-hmm. i took over the linen closet in my house because all of the bookshelves were full and my husband at that time collecting movies so he had one room it was the spare room in our house that had I mean it was set up like a library of movies and so there was no place for me to keep the books so I took over the linen closet and started keeping all of the sheets and towels and everything in this tiny itty bitty little space at the bathroom Mm-hmm. So I had this big closet that I could shove all my books in. I had mine in like a trunk at the end of my bed, like Harry Potter style. And <laughs> you also have to remember that there were no such thing as discrete covers back then. Oh, no. These were like the covers of these books were amazing. The original covers, you guys should look them up because it's always like a bare chested man or like a lady's decolletage and like her hair blowing in the wind. And you could tell exactly what kind of book that was. And now I don't give a shit, right? But 16-year-old me was, like, hiding them. Scandalized. Like, yeah, I was like, I can't let anybody know that. I, when I was buying them at Barnes & Noble, I was, like, checking them out like they were porn. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, <laughs> hiding my hood up. I was like, nobody can see me buy these. Okay. This has nothing to do with this book, but it's about my favorite trip to the bookstore. Oh, my God. Now, remember, I lived in the Bible Belt in the South. Yeah. Conservative Christian little town. (laughs) And And you had these at your grocery store. That's amazing. And I found my first chat room. Because the internet was just taking off. Yes. And it was, I don't remember if it was AOL or MSN chat. I want to say MSN chat. And I found my first chat room, which happened to be a BDSN chat room, adult chat room. Okay. And boy, did I have my eyes opened. And I kept going back because I found it fascinating. Yeah. And somebody there recommended a couple of books for me. And because I wanted to research this, this phenomenon that I had never heard of. And people really do that? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. And I ordered, screw the roses, send me the thorns. Which is a practical guide to BDSM. Interesting. It's a great book for if you want to learn, you know, as a as a starter guide, 
I was going to say, should we leave it, read it for the podcast? <laughs> it was great. But it, it had a picture, I think, of maybe a woman's hands handcuffed or in the leather cuffs. Mm-hmm. And then it was surrounded by blue. But of course the bookstore didn't have it. Yeah. So I had to go in and special order it. And at that point, they didn't know what it was. Yes. So I went back to pick it up. And the woman at the bookstore. (laughs) Oh, my God. The woman at the bookstore had double bagged it in a brown paper bag. (laughs) And she slid it. She put it in the, the, like, white plastic bag that they used. She slid it into that and she slid it across the counter to me like she was giving me drugs. <laughs> and her face was beet red. And I took so much joy out of embarrassing that poor woman. Oh, that's hysterical. Because I pulled it out to make sure that it was the right book. Yeah. And she was dying. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's how I was acting at 16 with my, because remember, I was, I was not brought up in the Bible Belt, but I might as well have been because I was brought up in a Soviet country that pretty much had the same values as a Bible Belt minus the Bible. So I was petrified that somebody would recognize me buying these romance novels, which now looking back at it, I'm like, this isn't even anything scandalous, you know? So, um, yeah, it was really funny, but I loved this reread so much. It brought me so much nostalgic joy. Um, the whole, like, this is also probably where I got some of my primal situation, right? Because of the, the biting, mm-hmm. there's lots of biting in this. Because there was of a the... lot of non-con biting mm-hmm. because he kept compelling her yeah. to take his blood. Yes. And, and it was complete. I mean, this was not done with her full knowledge because she had no idea what was happening to her when her hearing started getting better and her eyes started getting sharper. Yeah. And her telepathy was coming easier. She thought she was going crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, there was so much. And like the mind, like the mind aspect, the touch her and die aspect of this book was through the roof because. Remember she was having dinner with that first guy that Mr. Klein just came home. I'm sure he did. Mr. Klein. Ooh, baby. Shaking your ass at me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That's okay. (laughs) But yeah, he the kidnapping trope, because he pretty much kidnapped her. Yep. Because he not outright but pretty much um remember i was telling you about in another episode that whole scene of where he brings her over to play chess with him and he very formally asks her to come inside yep and she doesn't know what she's agreeing to like go ahead and somehow she figured it out because when the vampire tried to take her tried to do the same thing mm-hmm she stumbled and pretended like she was too weak to walk, so he had to carry her into his house. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but this poor yeah. woman had no idea what was going on. No, no. Um, I also love the whole like, why are you dressing in men's clothing aspect of this book? Yes. Right, because he was pissed that she was wearing jeans. <laughs> and she's like, they're comfortable. Yeah, like their jeans. And she said something like, you don't like the way that jeans look on me. And he was like, you don't want to start that game with me. Because he's like, nobody should look be looking at you the way I'm looking at you. And like, oh, God, you can see exactly where 16-year-old me was like, oh, this is this is now everything I like. Okay? This is everything that I want. This is everything that will ever push my buttons, the kind of buttons that you want to push, right? Yeah. I think it was Faded Mates that said, like, there are certain books that, like, install your buttons when you're a young reader. And these books installed my buttons. And I still have them. And I don't think I'm ever going to get rid of them. I'm 35 at this point. This is it. This is what I like. Which makes me really curious to see if, like, if I had read a different book, if I would have liked different things, or if this is just what I've always liked and I just, I don't know, found it. Then we'll never know. <laughs> yeah, I, I found the Anita Blake series about the same time that I found this series. Me too. And... Unlike a lot of people, I don't consider the Anita Blake series to be dark romance. Okay. I would consider it to be urban fantasy. All right. Um, there's a lot of sex and a lot of... Oh, there's a lot of sex in those books. A lot of sex in those books. Um, the first eight were really just solid and strong. And yeah. after that, the sex gets a little carried away. Yeah. I agree with you. But, but I think that these two are where I got my love of the paranormal mm. and the vampires and the shifting i think that it was it was just all of that because he's shifting in, in this book into all kinds of things yeah that's the one criticism i have of this book and this series in general the carpathians just have way too much powers like way too many powers they can just do too much yes um, but speaking of Native Lake, like I like those books so much, I have this comic book of them. Ooh. Like I and I've I've had this thing since I was, I don't know, 18 or 19. My friend gave got it for me. Um, he used to work in a comic book shop and he ordered it for me. Um what? I just want to state for the record that the first creepy shapeshifter in history is Zeus. Zeus was something I read in school. Zeus is a creepy shapeshifter that turned into like golden rain and bulls and swans and shit to rail chicks. He's a creepy fuck. Thank you. So noted. You're welcome. <laughs> Been getting a lot of Mr. Klein recently. We are getting a lot of Mr. Klein recently. Um But yeah, Anita was Anita was my hero. Okay. Yeah. I loved her too. I mean, Avi, clearly I have, I still have the comic book. Um, yeah. Maybe we should do Anita Blake as one of our throwbacks. We could do that. Guilty Pleasures. Guilty Pleasures. Yeah. I haven't reread any of those in a long time either. So that should be interesting because I think they came out around the same time. Right? Anita Blake, when did, let's see, when did, when did Anita Blake come out? 
1993 for Guilty Pleasures. So around the same time. It will be interesting to um, like compare the two. You have a look on your face. I don't think that there's a lot of romance or sex in the first book. I can't. Re- I can't remember. I've I've read them more recently, but I really want to say that if we wanted to compare it, we would have to do one of the later books where everybody's getting it on with everybody. Okay, I'm fine with it. I don't know. I'll think about that later. Okay, we'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, this book with its metaphors, right? Like, like, th- like. Let me just read you this passage. <clears throat> I'm going to practice my narrator voice for you. White heat, blue lightning, the ground shifted and rolled. Mikhail dragged her slender form against his male length, his body aggressive, his mouth dominating, sweeping her into a world of pure feeling. What the fuck is aggressively male? <laughs> what the fuck is that? I love it, but what is it? But it worked well for us. It worked. Because my note there is like, this is the shit I love about these books. We know what male length is, right? But we like, and of course, of course, she's like slender and petite. And and like so skinny. Her waist is so skinny. He can just wrap his whole hand around her whole ass waist because he's massive. This is probably also where I got my size different kink. Probably this book. Well, you know, this made me think of what you were talking about with the Haunting Adeline series. Mm -hmm. The prose. Yes. This was so prose heavy. Yes. That I could see that correlation in how H.G. Carlton wrote that series. I wonder if H.G. Carlton likes Christine Feehan. She probably, because I think she's about our age. She probably read all these things. Probably. Have to ask her. Um, not that I'm friends with her, but like if I ever talk to her, I want to ask her. <laughs> um, yeah, I love this shit in books. And we don't get this stuff. We we noted this in the Ad- Haunting Adeline series. Like we don't get this kind of imagery anymore. We get... We get, like, his cock and, you know, rubbing her clit and, like, just very graphic imagery, which I'm I'm not against that either. Yeah, I'm not against that either. But, like, can we have a happy medium? Like, I want both. Yeah. I want both. But, yeah, the, the mine in this, because he was like, don't try to leave me, because she did try to leave the house. Yeah. And he was like, don't try to leave me. Um, the, you know, I will, I hold what is mine and make no mistake. You are mine. Like mine heavy in this book. He never held her there. He manipulated her there. Oh yeah. The, the mental manipulation in this and the emotional manipulation in this was off the charts. He did though. He threw the door closed. Remember? 
Um, no, I guess he did. He did. He then talked his way into making her stay. But at, at one point when Gregory was there and Jacques was there, um, she was like, I'm out. I can't do this anymore. I can't. And he was really hurt at that point. And still, of course, because these he's like super powerful and like nobody can, you know, do it. Even in his weakened state, he mentally shut the door and wouldn't let her leave. That's right. Right. So, I mean, I, I was I, I remember that scene because I liked it. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just. It was just funny to me. Because, yeah, he definitely manipulated the shit out of her. Which is why I'm like, how did you not like that she was, like, telepathic? That was, like, her one thing she had. Because he was so much more powerful than her. Even his telepathy was so much more powerful than her. He was, like, feeling her up in her brain. She couldn't kick him out. He put her to sleep multiple times just with the word, like, sleep now. She had no chance against this dude because he was hundreds of years old and she was i don't know probably like what 23 something like that she was young i think it's because i liked the power difference there was still a huge power difference there well, yeah that's true so i mean like even with her little little tiny bit of help she's still fucked she had no chance against him i also can we just go back to the part of like where I really love the fact that he could just say a few words and that's it. They're bonded forever. Without telling her. Yeah. Yeah. No get down on one knee, no asking anything. There, You don't even need to ask permission in their world to be like, hey, like, do you want to be my life mate forever? Like, they can literally just touch you, like grab you say their little passage and that's it that's it you're you're done you're bonded for life well but in the omega verse it's the same thing because as long as he's nodding you and biting you you're his yeah what is my favorite fucking genre (laughs) (laughs) once again all my buttons just pointing it out Yes, no, you're 100%. I loved it. That's what I loved about um, all of the Omega verses, but especially the Addison Kane book I told you about. Right. Because he pretty much took her. She was in heat. Decided, hey, I like her. I'm a keeper. So I, he bit her when, when nodding her, and that was it. She was his forever. So, uh, yes, please, I'm for it. Someone would get stabbed in their sleep. I mean, sure. If I were in in that position, someone would get stabbed in their sleep. And it wouldn't be me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It depends on your mate. You know what I mean? Like, is he he letting you have any sharp objects? Also, if you're in an Omegaverse, like, all he has to do is, like, purr a little. And you're just a puddle of emotions. If he's sleeping, he can't purr. They can purr in their sleep. But he'd have to know why to purr. Uh, <laughs> again, though, you, you'd have... I like how they were having this argument, like, as if this is actually going to happen. <laughs> this is why people listen to us. <laughs> yes. 
because <laughs> um, I could tell you this much. Depending, like, uh, I, I I don't remember. I haven't reread this book in a while. But like Shepard, I'm pretty sure didn't let her have any sharp objects, so she couldn't because not because she he was afraid she was going to stab him. She he was afraid she was going to kill herself. Oh, okay. Um, so. Uh, I don't think you would have any objects to in which stab him with. You know what I mean? Like, in order for you to be able to stab somebody in their sleep, you need something to stab them with. Oh, yeah. And as an Omega, you can't suffocate them because you're so much weaker and smaller. If people in prison can whittle shivs out of toothbrushes, I'm sure I can figure it out. I have faith in you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, what book was it? It was an Omega verse, and she carried a shiv. And on the profile for like the Omega match and her hobbies, it was. I don't remember what the first one was, but the second one, the second hobby was shiv whittling. That's funny. Pat Darling. I think it was Pat Darling. I haven't read it. I'm not positive about that, but that's a really good one. It's got some emotionally heavy, heavy stuff. It's not, I wouldn't say that it's real dark, but it's mm -hmm. got some, it's got some heft to it. Okay. Um, anyway. I don't know what else to say about this book. I don't know what else to say about this book either. It was fucking great. I loved it so much. I loved that there was absolutely no, like, true sexual things in it. And yet I found it so scandalous back then. I know. I can't tell you how much I loved fucking Gregory in this book. I was simping for Gregory back then. I'm still simping for him now. You are not alone, my friend. Yeah, I think he's a favorite of a lot of people. I think so. Um, he's like the bad boy because he's like the most emotionally tortured. <laughs> well, he's like the second oldest yeah. Carpathian. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe he's even older than Mikhail. I don't know. I can't remember. But, but I mean, he's ancient. Yeah, but, you know, these books are still happening, right? Like, she's still writing these. I know. They're on, like, book 34 or something. Yeah. So, and I've I've read most of them. I have not read some of them. Like, I did not read it. And they do get dirtier and dirtier. Like, the more recent ones, there's, like... I haven't read any of the recent ones. I've read a few. And there's, like, actual anal in some of them. Oh, wow. And I'm, I was like, wait. Because I remember reading it. And I was like, wait, is Christine Fee writing anal? <laughs> But that's awesome. I mean, talk mm -hmm. about showing progression as a writer. Yes. Oh, yeah. If you read the whole series, like, it definitely, like, the beginning, you can, is all like this, right? Like, very, her white heat enveloped my blue lightning, whatever, right? Like, <laughs> it's all that stuff. But then her, because but then, like, her more recent stuff, I'm not saying it's, like, you know, uh, Zoe Blake style, like cock fisting or anything like that, but 
Oh, it's you know, definitely... you're not supposed to use fisting. <laughs> I did it on purpose. Sorry, Dr. Friend. <laughs> Dr. Friend, I am looking out for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it definitely progresses. Um, even like some of her, like you've read the the Shadow series, right? Yes, I love that series. That's a good series. And like, that's definitely more uh, contemporary, like the yeah. way people are right now. I also, did you know, like fun fact about Kristen Feehan, she has something like insane amount of children. She has like 17 children. I think a lot of them are adopted, but still that's a lot of children. That's a lot of kids. Yeah. I listened to um, a, an interview that she did on one of the podcasts and you know what? I should probably find which podcast that was. <laughs> So that you guys can listen to it if you want. Um, The problem with that is I listen to a lot of podcasts. (laughs) I want to say it was Heaving Bosoms. Hang on. See, I don't really read or I don't really listen to romance podcasts. I'm all about the murder and the true crime and the... um, strange i i listen to a a lot of romance podcasts okay it was the wicked wallflowers wicked wallflowers um episode 11 um and that is i don't think that podcast is anymore like i don't think that it's happening anymore but Jenny Nordback was on like one of the people um, on that podcast. And she's now um, has another podcast with Melanie Carlisle and um, Katie Robert. And that that's called Bonkers Romance. Um, and if you guys think my voice is sexy, you should listen to Jenny Nordback because her voice is amazing. That's a great podcast both of those. So highly recommend. Um, but yes, that is the, the recent episode, like, um, interview that I listened to her about her. And like I said, she has like an, like, I don't think that they're all biological, but the amount of children that lady has and pumps out books. I'm like, when are you writing these books? I have two kids and I'm struggling. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. But and she also like has a very interesting past. Like she went through um, a very abusive relationship. She talked about on that podcast. It's really it's worth listening to if you're interested in Christine Fihon. Um, and they do a great job with it. But yeah, this book. There's not much more to say. Like it's, it was amazing. But and I told you like it installed literally all of my buttons. Everything I enjoy reading stems from these this book series 100 percent. i just had so much fun with this me too it was a good pick for us i agree and it was spooky even if it doesn't quite fit no it doesn't but it's fine because it it fit our vampire spooky themes and it was quite spooky but yeah the, the like the the imagery was great I love that they were walking around barefoot in the forest, like in the moonlight. 
uh the there was that quintessential like bathtub scene but it was in a pool of water like a hot springs kind yeah like of thing. a hot there's a lot of hot springs in christine Feehan. yeah there's a lot of caves and there's a lot of hot springs um and i'm for all of it <laughs> <laughs> so she definitely ticked off all of the romance yes but there was none of the um, cleaning up afterwards. Nope. Because we're not going to mention that anything ever came out of him. No, of course not. <laughs> right? His blue velvet rod never shot any lightning. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, do you happen to have a review to read for us tonight? Oh, sure. I have to find it first, but yeah, I do. <laughs> sure, sure. Let me read you a new one. This uh, lovely, I, I don't want to say their names because we don't know if they want to. So this lovely listener says, uh, fellow dark romance lover, I found you guys via TikTok and love this podcast. I laugh and agree with all the things you talk about. I drive a lot for graduate school right now, and you ladies are along for my commutes. Thanks for thanks and keep making this awesome podcast. Thank you, listener. That's a very nice five-star review. And uh, we hope that we are still in your ear holes while you're commuting. And hopefully you're having a great graduate school semester. Yes, that is exciting. Thank you so much. Yeah, we certainly will keep making this. And definitely thank you for taking the time to write such a wonderful review while you're in grad school, because I know how much time that takes. Yes. Um, thank you, everybody, for write, rating and reviewing. I'm going to ask once again, if you have not rated and reviewed, please do so on whatever platform you listen to us on, especially if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, that is how other people find us, and we really appreciate it. Do you, my friend, have a Patreon shout-out for us? I do. Um, and I don't have an actual name, um, like an at name. Okay. So I'm not sure who this person is, but they signed up under My Name is Rain, and they are one of our sinful deviants. And we are so excited to have her. Thank you so much. Welcome to the Trigger Tribe Sinful Deviant Level member. Um, you'll be joining us for our live recording session. And you get to see this hot show, uh, hot mess of a show live. So I uh, hope you believe, I hope that you are um, of drinking age and that you can join us for a glass of wine or two <laughs> or three. <laughs> um, this is probably a good place to also plug our patreon we do have a patreon for those of you who are interested in a little extra bonus trigger tribe action please check out our patreon we have three levels um the first level is three dollars a month and it's called trigger tribe and you get a shout out on the podcast and also a discord channel access which is exclusive um our second tier is called the hell is it called romantic dissident romantic dissident and that is five dollars a month and you get everything that is included with the trigger tribe and also an extra bonus episode and you're not going to want to miss those because we've got some fun bonus episodes planned for you guys 
one including Mr. Savage and Mr. Klein, and we are going to suffer through it because they're going to eat us alive. <laughs> I hope you all know how much we love you because we wouldn't be doing it otherwise. <laughs> yes, we don't. They have never met, but we just we just know that this isn't going to go well for us. <laughs> but it's going to go great for you guys. <laughs> I popcorn. Yes. And then we have our third tier, which is $10 a month. And that is the um, sinful deviance level. And you get everything that I just described, plus a live bonus uh, show that you get to watch us do. So you get to watch one of these lives. Um, we, I, I'm going to tell you right now, if you're in that level, you want to watch us live, I have like two and a half hours clear out of your schedule because we 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 like to chat so and be expecting us in our pajamas mm -hmm. just so you're aware yes we're, we're not dressing up for this uh this is what it's going to be like no bras and we, hopefully you guys can can also join us in that aspect like just show up looking comfy with your favorite snacks and um your favorite pjs and we'll just have like a slumber party it'll be so much fun absolutely i'm looking forward to it yes so please join a patreon there's absolutely no need we understand that if you cannot afford it but we appreciate those of you who um are willing to put your hard-earned money um towards the podcast because it's going to help us get some better equipment and you know just go towards the podcast and making the podcast better we really appreciate you guys. So we want to give you little extra bonuses for that. Um, also, feel free to reach out to us via any of our social media. You can find us, you can email us at triggerwarningromance at gmail.com. Or you can find us at tic on TikTok and Instagram at triggerwarningromance. Yes. You could also join the Facebook group at triggerwarningromance of listener support group. And we love hearing from you guys. Yes. That, that is that is one of the highlights of our days. Honestly, it really is. Anytime that I hear from any any of the listeners, I get so excited. Um, so please reach out to us. Please don't forget to rate and review. Uh, Tori, you have any palate cleansers for us? I'm sure I do. Give me a minute. Sure. Why is this so difficult? <laughs> I wrote one down and I forgot that I wrote it down. Let me find it. Sure. I started keeping track because I can't ever remember them when you ask. Well, um, aha. I have been having a problem with my cats. Um, as you know, my baby broke her leg. <laughs> and she has been giving around the house. And my younger cat has been attacking her. I don't know if it's because she smells a little different or if it's because he just thinks she's weaker. So she's prey. Mm. I'm not sure, but it's been causing some, some stress in our house. And a good friend recommended a specific diffuser um, for with cat pheromones. And it has calmed my cats down tremendously. So I don't have to separate them anymore. Okay. They're together. 
Um, they can get within a couple of feet of each other without trying to kill each other. So I'm considering all of this a bonus. But it has made my life easier and happier. Awesome. What about you? What is, what's your palate cleanser for today? Let me think of, like, I've been think, trying to think of one, and I don't know what the hell's wrong with me, but I haven't really been reading that much or watching that much. Actually, no, I'm sorry. I will have, I, I do have a palate cleanser, and it's going to be... um not romance adjacent whatsoever but i have been if i if i do ever watch anything it's usually on a i watch youtube i don't really watch like tv you know or um netflix or anything like that i usually watch uh tv uh through youtube like i just like watching people on youtube and there is this and I love watching food stuff because it's usually when I'm when I'm eating <laughs> um so there's this uh channel that I watch um and it's her name is Beryl hang on, you spell I that hang on uh it's B like boy E R like Robert Y L like Lake and the last name is Shereshuski, and I'll I'll just send it to you. Yeah. Um, but she is a really fun person to watch, and she does these like five different meals from around the world, and it's like five egg dishes around the world, and like she has her um, subscribers send her recipes that they use themselves from you know India. Um, and Iran and China and like Nebraska, you know, like it's all different. And but it's all eggs or it's all potatoes or it's all something, you know. It's wonderful. And it's really fun because, uh, like, she just did five pickled foods recently from like five different countries, and it was really interesting to watch how how people pickle different things, almost the same. Yeah. Um, so it's it's fun and it's uh they're usually like about 20 minutes an episode so it's like the perfect time for me to eat something <laughs> and i really enjoy them so i that is my palate cleanser if you want to watch something kind of again like something that you don't have to pay attention to so much but it's it's fun it's inclusive because you get to learn from about food from all over the, the world um and it's not like what I like about it specifically is that it's not all the same countries all the time. It's always different countries. And even the, in the United States, as we know, the United States is so big that the way I make my eggs in New Jersey could be very different from the way that somebody in, let's just say, Utah makes their eggs, right? Like, um, so it's fun and I really enjoy it. I'm going to send it to you so that you you have it for show notes. Okay. That's it. That's all I got. What are we reading next week, Tori? Tell the people. We are reading Wild by Dee Dee Prince. Oh, yes. So excited. I am so excited. Yes, we're going to get into some alpha shifter stuff um, for Spooktober. I hope you guys are enjoying Spooktober. I'm having the best Spooktober. <laughs> Well, I, it's just started. I mean, considering today's the first, but I can't really complain. Yes, but for podcast reasons, we've already been doing this for... Well, that's oh. true. <laughs> I'm loving our choices for the month. I really am loving our choices for the month. These books are bringing me so much joy, and I really needed that in my life. So, 
Thanks for listening, everybody. Please go read Wild by Dee Dee Prince. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Take care.